0: Today I'd like to take a look at Matthew 11, uh, 29, and 30, but before we do that, I wanted to talk about a movie really quick. So, uh, (laughs) you know, so how many people here have seen uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Anybody? Anybody? Many of you? All right. All right. Good deal. So if you've seen that movie, you may remember the part where uh, Indy's dad, played by Sean Connery, that was terrible accent, but... Anyway, he's an awesome actor. He's a good dude. But uh, he was mortally wounded, right? And so his only hope is the Holy Grail. So there's a bunch of bad guys in Indy, and they're all after this Holy Grail. And so Indy uh, has to face a bunch of trials. He he kneels uh, before the Lord to avoid you know, the saws, and he, he jumps across all the falling stones and leaps out into what appears to be just a cavernous pit to make its way there. And, and if you haven't seen the movie, I realize I just ruined part of it for you, so I'm sorry. But, <clears throat> but I'm going to keep going. So they, they finally get to this final room, and there's this old guard there, and he's just been there for who knows how long, and he goes to defend. He can't lift his sword, and finally he just says, I'm old, and I can't lift my sword. So just choose wisely, okay? Choose wisely. And so the bad guy goes first, and he's looking at all of these grails, right? And he sees just all these ornate, gold, jewel-encrusted things. And he picks the most ornate one that he could find. And he said, This has to be the grail. This has to be, um, has to be it. And so, you know, the, the guard just kind of stands there all straight faced and, you know, okay, try it out. And the guy drinks from it and he dies. And then they make Indy choose. And so, Indy's looking amongst all of these grails and he sees one that looks different from the rest. He sees one that's not gold and ornate, it's simple. It's carved of wood. You can look at the picture here. Maybe. No? Okay, so anyway. um, One is very gold and ornate and has gems, and one is very simple and wooden. (laughs) Hey, there you go. So, uh, yeah. So again, I, I realize I may have... Ruined a little more of the movie, but it was released in '89, so you had time. I'm just, I'm just saying. So the, the point of all this is, is, is sometimes we just have the wrong idea uh, about what God's saying to us, or we, we just, we just don't see it, right? So it's not just the bad guys in this movie that can look at, at you know, all these things that are offered and, and pick the wrong one. Uh, sometimes we do that as well. So in Matthew 11, 29, and 30, it says this, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So just like the prior example, sometimes we can, we can read this and we can just dismiss it. We see, take my yoke upon you, and we think, okay, what's a yoke for? Well, a yoke was something used to be placed on oxen or other service animals to do work, right? So, obviously, there's, there's work to do. The Lord wants me to place his yoke on me so I can go do his work. And so we have all of these options in our mind, all of these different things, and we decide to pick this one. We say, that has to be what the Lord's talking about. So we, we pick this single yoke, and we stick our head in that thing, and we say, okay, Lord, I have your yoke upon me. I know you have some work for me to do, so let's do it. So what am I supposed to do? Let's see. I'm supposed to love you. Okay, check, got that. I'm supposed to love my neighbor. Okay, so the word says that my neighbor is pretty much everyone around me. That's a little rough because some of my neighbors aren't very nice. But, but okay, you know, I got this, I got this. Let's see what else. Share the gospel. Make disciples of all nations. And we continue down this path, and, and then we look at, at the task in front of us and we see just the vast expanse of the earth, and we go, Wow, that's a lot of people to reach. I got some serious work to do. But okay, Lord, your, your yoke is upon me. I got this. Let's go. So we continue in our lives. and and not just in the work of the Lord, but just in general, carrying all of these things. And we start to look like this guy. You know, he's a strong dude, clearly. Quite capable. But this isn't what the Lord wants for us. We're not meant to carry all these heavy burdens, right? We go and, and we're doing the Lord's work or just going about our lives and with each step we take like this, we just get weighed down a little more and weighed down a little more until we just become so burned out that the the task at hand seems so daunting that we just give up. That's not what the Lord had in mind. Let's read that passage one more time. Matthew 11, 29 and 30. It says, Take my my yoke, my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. With the Lord's yoke on us, we can find rest in the midst of walking things out with Him. His yoke is easy, His burden is light. It was supposed to be easy. I mean, nothing about carrying all this stuff is light or easy. We're supposed to find rest for our souls when well, we're not going to find it when we're carrying everything ourselves. None of that's restful. So friends, I'd like to propose that if, if that's where you find yourself today, you've just chosen the wrong yoke. And that's okay. Because we can change that. You know, the, the ornate grail, the single yoke, that's what the enemy tries to convince us is God's plan for us. He tries to deceive us. That's what He does. He wants to weigh us down with those heavy burdens and ultimately burn us out and make us ineffective as believers. He doesn't have to completely destroy us. He just has to get us to a place where we're ineffective, where we're so weighed down that we just can't do the things that the Lord asks us to do, that we can't walk in freedom and in victory. That's what God had had planned for us the world tells us that the ornate grail and the single yoke is is what's right. is what's from God. And sometimes we even tell ourselves that out of a sense of unworthiness, maybe. Feeling like, "Ah, it can't be that easy. You know, life's hard. Uh, The work of the Lord is hard. You know, we have to work hard for it. That's how it should be. It should be hard. But that's not God's way. You got to remember that the things of God look different, just like that grail you survey all of the things and all the things that look the same that seem right to the world that seem right um, you're, you're looking for the thing that looks different the things of the Lord look different they don't look like the world they go against the world's culture they go against mainstream thinking they go against society his yoke is easy because his yoke looks like this That's a double yoke. And it's easy because God is in the other side of it with us. We're designed to walk with Him side by side. We were never meant to walk out our Christian lives and do kingdom work or just life in general in our own strength, in our own wisdom, in our own love. When we wear that single yoke, we limit ourselves. And we honestly put ourselves in bondage we weigh ourselves down and it doesn't have to be that way we're supposed to be yoked to the Lord that's where the yoke is easy that's where the burden is light now make no mistake friends there's work to do there is God's called us to do some stuff but he didn't call us to carry it all on our own we're called to do it together along with Christ and with the body of Christ. Each one of us has a part to play. Jesus is all about team. He surrounded himself with disciples. Jesus didn't try to go do it all himself. Even Jesus, and he's more than capable, right? So if Jesus needs team, how much more do we need team? How much more do we need to do this together? When he gave the Great Commission, it was to all believers to make disciples of all nations. We don't have to hear the Great Commission and be overwhelmed by it. Because we're not talking about one person covering the expanse of the earth. We're talking about disciples making disciples making disciples. We reach all people and all nations together. Unified with Christ, walking with Christ. That's kingdom. That's team ministry. That's what God intended. Think about the early church. The early church was all about relationship and community and doing life together and making disciples. And and the church grew as a result. And God's plan hasn't changed. His plan for the church hasn't changed. Society has changed around us. The world around us has changed, but... God's plan hasn't changed. His plan has always been for relationship, for discipleship, uh, for community. That hasn't changed. Sometimes we just allow the world to distract us. Um, Other things to take priority. So we just need to put our eyes back on Christ and go back to, to his plan. That's the light burden that Jesus was talking about. Jesus came to set us free. He doesn't want us in bondage. He doesn't want us carrying everything. There should be a sense of freedom if we're walking with the Lord. In Galatians 5.1, it says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to yoke of slavery. That's the Word of God, friends. The yoke of the Lord is freedom. The yoke of the Lord is setting the captives free. There shouldn't be heaviness in that, but freedom. So don't allow yourselves, the enemy, or or this world, or anyone else, place a yoke of slavery upon you. That's not what God intended. We've got to walk it out with Him. Beyond the Great Commission that He gave to all believers, God also gives each of us things to do. He He gives us burdens. He gives us things that He puts on our heart that that we're to go and do. Maybe you already know what that is. Maybe He hasn't told you yet. Maybe you're doing it. But I just feel like the Lord wanted to ask me uh, wanted me to ask you guys something today. Is that if God has put something on your heart? Are you acting on it? And if you're not, why is that? Is it fear? Could be. Do you feel ill-equipped? Are you worried about the outcome or the result? What has God placed on your heart? What has he asked you to do? I just want to think about that for a minute. And then I want to encourage you with this. God equips us for every good work. And He does so in doing it with us. So if God's placed something on your heart, you don't have to fear anything. You don't have to fear not being equipped. You don't have to fear, well, I don't have the the resources. I don't have the, you don't you don't have to worry about that. When Christ left, he sent the Holy Spirit to take his place. He's here to guide us. In John 16:13 through 15, it says this. But when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and he will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. We don't have to know the grand plan. The Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. God knows what he wants. He's here to guide us. He also left us his word. In 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, it says this, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Between God's Word and God's Spirit, we have all we need, friends. We have all we need. We can move forward in the things that the Lord is calling us to without fear, without knowing the big picture, the whole plan. I know we often pray for boldness when it comes to things of God or things that God's asking us to do. Boldness to be good witnesses, boldness to share the gospel message. So where does boldness come from? I think at least in part, it comes from confidence. When we know something very well, We are far more comfortable discussing it, standing firm in it, whatever it is. And we all have that thing that we're very comfortable with. I happen to be very good at fixing things. I always have been. Since I was a kid, I'd get a toy, and I'd play with it for a while, and then I'd get bored. And then I'd tear it apart and figure out what it made it work and turn it into something else. And, you know, so that's just been part of my entirety of my life. And so I have a lot of confidence in that. I can come up to any thing, and I'm not afraid of it, you know, even if I've never seen the machine before. It's all parts and pieces, and they all work together, and so I'm confident in that. And we all have those things that we're confident in, and sometimes it's not always the thing that God asks us to go do. In fact, I find that it's often not. God will ask us to do some things that are outside of our comfort zone that we're not confident in. But here's the cool thing, friends. When we're talking about things that God has placed on our heart or asked us to do, We can have confidence. We can have that boldness even when we don't know what we're doing. We don't have to know. Why? Because our assurance isn't in ourselves. It's not in our knowledge, our abilities, our capabilities, our strength, but in Christ. We can trust that if God has asked us to do something, that He will equip us for the work. He left us His Word, He left us His Holy Spirit when we place our faith fully in Christ we will have the confidence to do all that he's called us to because then our confidence isn't in ourselves, it's in the king of kings and the lord of lords the one that knows the beginning from the end the one that brought life into our very lungs and body we don't have to have all the answers Jesus does And He's faithful to give us all that we need to do everything He asks of us. Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. And guys, we can add to that so many things. We can do all things through Him who gives me wisdom and patience and love and discernment and joy and all of the things that that God gives us. He equips us for all, all that He asks us to do. I remember three or four years ago, we had a we had a service with Mike Hanchett. And for those of you that don't know Mike, he's he's a part of NCMI. It's an apostolic team that we partner with. Brad spoke about it a little earlier. And uh, Mike flows in the prophetic and, and he was prophesying that night. And as I was kind of in the back and I was just, you know, hanging out and praying and listening to what Mike had to say, I remember the Lord pointed out to me, a young lady sitting off kind of on the side, and the Lord just told me, I want you to go talk to her. I said, okay, Lord. What's going on? And the Lord said, I have a word for her. I said, okay. What's what's the word? He didn't say anything else. He just said, I have a word for her. I want you to go talk to her. So I waited, and I, I, I kind of continued to seek him and ask him what the word was, and he was just kind of quiet. And because I didn't know what the next step was, I didn't have the big plan, I didn't go talk to her. I was like, Lord, if you tell me what you want me to go say, I'll, I'll go. And, but he was, he was quiet. And a little while later, you know, Mike had been prophesying over different people, and he turned over to where she was at and said, Then I have a word for you. And she was gone. Now I trust that the word that the Lord had for her was delivered, whether it was by the Lord directly or somebody else. But it's just a small example of something that God asked of me. He knew that she was going to leave before Mike could get to her. And he wanted to use me in in that instance. But he wanted me to trust him. He didn't give me the whole plan. He just gave me the next step. So friends, I share that with you to say God may be asking something of you. And maybe it's, maybe it's something small in the grand scheme like that, or maybe it's something huge. And maybe you're waiting for, for the big plan. And I just want to tell you guys, don't wait for the big plan. God has the big plan. He wants to use you. And sometimes it may be one step at a time. But we have to be okay with that. Walking with the Lord requires faith. Sometimes He's going to tell us that thing right there in the moment. We just need to be obedient to take each step that He asks of us. Go speak to this person. Okay, now, tell them I love them. Tell them I see them. You know, Go speak to this person. Okay, now, I'm going to tell you that this person is suffering from this illness, and I want you to lay hands on them and pray for them. We just have to trust that, that He has the plan. Right? So, you know, I've learned from this, the story I shared from you, and, and anytime God asks something of me, I found that if I trust Him in it, and I just take the next step, He will prove Himself faithful every single time. He just does, friends. He's faithful. Our God is good. We walk with Him. He equips us. If we don't allow fear to hold us back, God will use us in some amazing ways. It's with him that we do this. If you suspect that you've heard from God, if you, if you feel like God said something, it's in alignment with his heart, it's alignment with his word and his character, act on it. Go do that thing, whatever it is. And what makes that a little easier is knowing that the results aren't on us. When we have God's yoke upon us and we're walking out our faith with him, he is the one that brings the results. In 1 Corinthians 3, 5-7, through 7, it says this. What then is Apollos, and what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the So that neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Friends, the Lord gives us each opportunities. But He brings the growth. He brings the results. Not us. That's the difference between that single yoke and that that double yoke. Carrying it all on us, everything's on us versus everything that I do is walking out with my Lord. Imagine a basketball game. Score is tied down to the buzzer. There's a foul, and a final three free throw will decide the game. The person taking that last shot is under a tremendous amount of pressure. The win or loss for the team is decided by that final shot. With God, that part's not on us. We just need to take the opportunities He gives us. We shoot. It's good. It doesn't matter if it goes in the net, bounces off. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, friends. We just have to take the opportunities He gives us. Whether it's sharing the Gospel, whether it's delivering a word of encouragement, praying for healing, or anything else that God asks of us, we can trust Him for the results. He is the bringer of life. Sometimes we don't get to see the results. But we can't let that discourage us either. Sometimes we're just a link in the chain for somebody. One plants, and another waters, and God causes the growth. So we can never underestimate how God will use our obedience to impact somebody's life. You may be the first person to share Jesus with somebody, but they may not come to accept the Lord for many years later. But you are part of that. We're just to sow seed, friends. The sack won't empty out. We can we can just scatter seed, friends. We can scatter and scatter and scatter and we never run out. So we don't have to be careful with how much we use, right? You may be praying for somebody for healing as you're traveling. You're on a plane. Lord says, pray for this person or whatever. You may not see them healed immediately but they might wake up the next day completely made whole and God gets all the glory for it. You just never know the way that the Lord will use your obedience in the things that he's called us to to impact somebody's life. We can trust God for the results. We're not the healer. We're not the savior. We're not the redeemer. But we know who is. You just have to point people to Him and seek Him. This is the yoke of the Lord, friends. Knowing and trusting your loving God. Walking with Him in obedience. Being quick to respond to His call. Not placing the results on you, but simply taking the opportunities that God gives you. And trusting Him to bring the fruit in it. Sometimes the yoke is for work. And there is work to do. But in Christ, there is rest for our souls in the midst of it. It doesn't have to be heavy. The things of this world don't have to be heavy. Not even just Christ's work, but just in our lives. We're meant to do this together with Christ and in community with with each other. So the things that that you try to carry on your own that, that are just worldly things, We don't have to carry those either. Provision for our families. Nope. Comes from God. It's not on us. You got a flat tire. Community. Call a friend. Like, we we don't want to be those people that are carrying all that weight and just being destroyed by it. We don't have to be. That's not God's plan for us. He carries the heavy stuff. We don't have to. We just have to take the opportunities God gives us and be obedient to the things that he asks us.